Hi, this is Janie Genosis. Welcome to Reinvention Ready, the place to be to make the rest of your life your best life. Today, I am thrilled to introduce my wonderful guest, Kathy Schmelter. Kathy's going to share a bit about launching her own company later in life, as well as tips on diet and nutrition to support our health as we grow older. Kathy is a registered dietitian nutritionist who completed her dietetic internship with the Mayo Clinic, so pretty impressive. She's a nutrition coach and founder of Plant-Based Nutrition for Life, where she offers online one-on-one coaching and consulting services to individuals from all over the world. And her goal is to create a very customized and personalized action plan around plants-only eating, which is a lifetime change not a one and done to reach a number on a scale. So if you or someone you care about struggles with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or high triglycerides, Kathy has some essential information for you that you really need to hear. So Kathy, welcome to the program today, and thanks for being here. I'm so thrilled and excited to be here. I think this is going to be a great adventure today. Me too. And I want to start with you talking about your company. So you weren't always a plant-based nutritionist owning your own company. You did that just just recently. So tell me how you got to where you are. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I am a registered dietitian and a longtime plant-based vegetarian, first of all, and now plants only vegan. Uh, And how I started my journey, I actually, a long time ago, real long, long, long time ago, uh, I was an accountant. And um, during that time, I was racing bicycles. And at that time, I had a coach that said, with as much as we were training and racing, that we could literally eat a whole chocolate cake afterwards. And my treat of choice was not chocolate cake. I lived on Snickers bars. And I thought I was doing great. Until one day I had a really bad crash. I broke my collarbone. I almost broke my neck. um, And I was off my bike for six months. And so uh, I was really worried about keeping my fitness during that time. So I was able to convince the, um, my doctor to at least let me ride the life cycle at the gym. But at the same time, I really started reading about nutrition And what I found was reading and learning about nutrition that I just could not get enough of it. And also when I got back on my bike, not only what did I lose 10 pounds in the process, but I was also racing better. And that's when I really made the connection between food and how it makes you feel. Uh, Fast forward several years, um, I actually ended up writing a book on children's nutrition which kind of landed me in working with schools. So I did that for a long time. I developed curriculum for schools and then trained teachers on how to implement it in the classroom. But I really wanted it to be more than just nutrition education. I wanted it to have a sustainability piece. So not only students learning about nutrition in their bodies, but how the food choices they make not only impact their personal health, but the environment and ones that are kind to animals. That's, that was your aha moment. Really? Um, Yeah, sort of (laughs) Uh, with what I'm doing now. Yeah. (laughs) That was your aha moment to get into nutrition. So yeah. How did you, how did you get to what you're doing now? Cause I think when I met you, 
you were working with the children's nutrition. Yeah, I did that for years and years, loved it. And it was my passion, but I did find that I was most passionate about the sustainability piece. So it was interesting. Well, working for schools obviously does not pay a lot. So I've always had to do other things on the side. And ironically, this company approached me about um, doing online coaching and they are a professional organization. They work with, um, they do professional coaching for companies with um, large companies that have staff all over the world. And they wanted to bring in these nutrition specialists. So they actually reached out to me, asked me if I was interested in doing it. And so I started working with them and it started out being just four hours a week. And then it kind of grew to where it was after work, before work, weekends, <laughs> um, and, and now has kind of exploded. And a lot of times now I'm overbooked <laughs> on, on that platform. And then and this is your heart too. I mean, you were working, you're doing something that actually sings to your heart, which is wonderful. Well, it was interesting well, because I never thought that I would want to do coaching because I always did like community nutrition and things like that. But once I got into this, I just realized the huge impact you can have on people. And it's so much fun when they get excited and then I get excited. Um, and you can really see the results right away. Um, but kind of my aha moment, if you will, is uh, a lot of the people that I work with are age 40 plus. And I started seeing how them switching to a plant-based diet how uh, that was helping them to reduce things like cholesterol or their triglycerides or their blood sugar or their blood pressure. Um, and really, really, really seeing those results is so cool. That, that is cool. You're making a big difference in people's lives and helping them to do something that, that anybody really can do. It's, it's a amazing lifestyle. I am vegan as well. And I can't, I, I can't eat any other way now. I think it's just, you know, I mean, I feel like I went vegan in 2011. And uh, so mm -hmm. it's been, you know, 12 years now. Wow. And I, I, I think it kind of froze my aging to a point. It slowed it mm -hmm. way down. Maybe not froze it because I'm getting a few more gray hairs and wrinkles, but <laughs> uh, you know, it's Aren't like my home? husband and I went together and it, it did, it just sort of slowed it down to, I mean, everything, mm -hmm. our numbers were better with the doctors yeah. and I was vegetarian most of my adult life. And yeah. tell you what, giving up the dairy and eggs made a difference. I never thought it would, but it did. So, um, yeah. so kudos to you for helping people with that. Cause they know it isn't easy. It isn't and for a lot of people who eat meat and potatoes every day and grow up on that standard American diet mm -hmm. that includes pretty much meat and animal products. Mm -hmm. Every time you sit down to eat just about anything. So yeah. I think helping people with that is a needed, needed thing. People don't yeah. always know how to do it. And it's not as hard as they think. And I think once they try it, it's like, oh gosh, this is, there's lots of great food to eat. So, so actually let's, let's move on to that because I think that that is, is such an important thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, oh, and, and I and I think you you have that knowledge and that expertise that that people are are looking for. So, um, first question I have is, you know, keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian. I don't know what's the next diet out there. Um, it's so confusing, and so how yeah. do you know what's the healthiest way to eat, especially as we get older? 
Right. Absolutely. Well, I tend to not group those together. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I like to say there are fad diets, and mm -hmm. I think there still are fad diets. You know, every other every few years, a new one comes along, um, and so I would put keto and Whole30 and paleo into more of a fad diet thing, where most people do that because they want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Versus what I like to say is, is focus on more healthy lifestyle eating, which is a lifetime change, not a one and done. Um, so those are things like the plant-based vegan and vegetarian. So what I see is that a lot of some people, they do want to go on that to lose weight. But the majority of the time, what I'm seeing is they want to switch to this type of diet for health reasons, for the environment, or because they really care about animals. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I do want to say there's a lot of people who think going on a plant based diet uh, is going to automatically make you skinny. And that, it, you know, with my husband and I, it was frustrating because he went on, we both went plant based basically at the same time. And he had a very active job where he was moving around and doing things and he lost almost too much weight. Me, on the other hand, I gained five pounds. And I was oh, like, wow. why am I gaining? And so what I had to do is sit down and look at the calories that I was consuming because mm -hmm. I was eating a lot of food and and mm -hmm. it's good food and I was eating too much and once I cut back my portion size and paid attention to mm -hmm. my, my calorie intake it's been very very easy to keep my weight but I could I'm one of those people who could be overweight very very easily if I didn't exercise and do those things so curious um you know and yeah. i've always been that way i was that way in my 20s i was that way i was a chubby child um mm -hmm. and and looking back at pictures people are like that was you i'm like yeah that was me i was a chubby kid you know i ate oh, a lot of, my mom oh. was a good cook and i ate a lot of cakes and cookies and probably a lot of kind of junky american food too so mm -hmm. um, right didn't yeah. we all mm -hmm. we yeah, yeah. So, i mean yeah. And you can get away with that from a health perspective maybe in your 20s and 30s but i know they're starting to see more people that are in their 20s and 30s having high cholesterol having high blood pressure having these things but when you get older i think it's even more critical to pay attention to those numbers because those numbers are going to cause aging problems and health problems that are so difficult to treat and can completely cramp your way of life so what do we need to do differently as we get yeah. versus when we could get away with eating snickers bars and riding our bikes yeah. like you did you know in your yeah. 20s and 30s right well and you know uh, just to to kind of um comment on the comment that you made about you know st seeing heart disease and you know uh plaque in our arteries and things like that showing up when i worked for the schools the nurses actually started um, checking uh, blood pressure, blood cholesterol with kids in elementary school wow. um, because it was starting to show up that young. And we've seen um, plaque build up in arteries in kids as young as uh, two, two years old. Two? So, two, wait, two say that again. Two-year-olds have some two-year-olds two two have yeah. plaque in their arteries. Yeah, plaque in wow. their arteries. Wow. So, and, uh, and just, you know, the amount of, you know, unfortunately the low socioeconomic kids that I saw that were overweight or obese, it was just really, really hard. It's really hard. Um, for us, as we get older, I kind of have three 
overarching tips. And one of them you already mentioned, a couple of them you already mentioned. So I think you got it. The light bulb went off for you. Um, but you know, one is to pay attention to the quality of the food that you're eating, mostly plant-based, mostly uh, whole foods, um, you know, whenever possible, you know, eating foods that provide quality. Uh, the second is quantity. We really have to reduce the amount of our portion sizes as we get older. Um, and then the third thing is to exercise like you were in your 20s or even more so. And just as we get older, you know, things happen where you get a job and you have kids and you have a family and all this stuff happens to where exercise kind of becomes less and less important. And as we start to age, it becomes incredibly more important for us to exercise as much as possible. And so I always say exercise like you're in your 20s. And that's the other thing that I hear from clients. They'll say, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I could pretty much eat whatever I wanted and nothing happened. I'd go out and party all weekend and then Monday I'd be fine. Now I can't even eat the slightest little bit and I gained 10 pounds, you know? And mm -hmm. so really kind of, um, you know, focusing on these three areas and just seeing how you're doing there, kind of checking in and see how you're doing there can make a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, let's explore these a little bit. I mean, I like to, let's start with exercise and I, I'm a yoga teacher and I uh -huh. didn't start teaching yoga until I, I was 52 when I started mm -hmm. teaching yoga. Wow. I was the actually the second oldest person in my yoga teacher training class at the time. There was one gal that I think was 54 and, you know, we, we buddied together because everybody else was in their 20s and 30s. I think there was one girl who was 40 and then, you know, the two of us older folks. And it, 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 it is true that so many young people do things and then as you get older, you just stop doing them. And mm -hmm. it was fun to come into that. And I came into that with arthritis and I have some, some joint issues and if the teachers were even like do you want to stop do you want to postpone till you get better and i'm like no i want to take my training because this may never go away and technically i still have a lot of these issues but yoga's helped a lot with it mm -hmm. and there are so many different ways to exercise exercise mm -hmm. is movement and i think mm -hmm. a lot of people think exercise has to be going to the gym and lifting weights, although weight training mm. is very beneficial when you yeah. get older, especially for women. But there's ways to do that. You can do weight training with your own body um, mm. and you can just turn on the radio and dance or take a yeah. walk. Uh, we have a walk with a doc program here in Denver. There's a cardiologist, a vegan cardiologist named um, Andrew Freeman, who's very well known in, in the, the world of cardiology in general, and he works mm -hmm. for National yeah. Jewish Health. And they have this walk with a doc and once a month they have doctors and you can talk to them and you take a 30 minute walk and he was actually a cardiologist I went to go see when I was chubby and thought I had some heart oh, issues. Wow. Fortunately, I didn't, but he, he mm. told me he said you need to exercise 30 minutes a day. I said, mm. okay, can I do that in two 15 minute increments because I was working full time and had mm. life and mm. and he said nope, he said you need to exercise 30 minutes a day, six days a week, you could take one day mm. off. Uh, but I did. I started doing it. I got on an uh, elliptical machine and I would check my emails and kind of work from the elliptical. I still do that today as well as yoga and try to walk as much as I can, take a walk. And I don't feel like it's it's been hard to implement that uh, exercise into my life. You know, walk, park right. farther away when you go into the store instead of parking the closest spot take a farther away spot, walk, mm -hmm. you know, walk to walk on your lunch hour, bring a healthy lunch to work. There's so many different ways to get movement in. I, right. I, 
do your clients struggle with that? I'm curious. Do they, what do they? Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and I really, especially as we get older, right? Our joints start to tighten a little bit. So that's where the yoga comes in, yoga, stretching, you know, especially now with everyone working from home and sitting all day, you know, those things can start to tighten up. So I always say do a wide variety of physical activities. So a couple days of cardio, couple days of weightlifting, walking, walking's good. Uh, the first 10 minutes you're walking, you're burning carbs. After that, you're burning fat. And so it just depends on how long you're walking for. So I generally say, you know, if you do cardio for a half hour, do walk for like 40 to 45 minutes to kind of have some of the same impact there. But I talk a lot with people that have kids and, you know, it's really hard for them to fit exercise in. So we'll talk about having some weights on their desk and then in between meetings, lifting weights. Um, I had one client whose uh, company would not let them have their camera on. So he would just lift weights all day, you know, I was doing that. The other thing I talk about is walking meetings, you know, integrating that in when you have a meeting that's not too critical or, you know, you're not meeting with the higher ups kind of thing um, is, is really kind of just um, walking and talking. And, you know, maybe you have a colleague that likes to walk and talk and you could do that together and you could kind of hold each other accountable. Uh, there's a, a lot of different things you can do, but I think getting a wide variety of physical activities in, you know, especially since we want to support our bones, uh, the weight bearing exercises are really important for that. Excellent, excellent advice. And so the other things, let's say you talked about were eating real food, whole food. Yeah. And mm -hmm. boy, oh boy, I will tell you, having been vegan since 2011, in 2011, there wasn't any vegan junk food, except for maybe the original junk food, like oh. potato chips and corn chips, wow. which just happened to be vegan, and Oreo cookies, which just happened to be vegan. But for the most part, you had to make your own food. So I was cooking beans and, you know, making stir fries and different kinds of things with, with real food. And mm -hmm. now it's like, oh my gosh, I can get vegan soup and mm -hmm. I can get vegan cake and I can get yeah. this, that and chips, you know, and snacks. And, and so maybe can you address a little bit about why it's important to eat those whole foods? When we talk about whole food plant-based, what does that mean? Yeah, because, um, you essentially want to eat foods that, um, you know, you can essentially pick from the ground and eat, you know, potatoes, carrots, those kinds of things are really good because then the whole nutrients are what we call intact. Um, so they give you more nutritional benefit where the, the highly processed foods, there's a lot more research that's coming out on those and how they have an impact on our, our health, um, especially so when you eat these foods, they might not be digested or absorbed as well. And so what happens is they travel to your brain and they can mess with the neurotransmitters in your brain. So they can cause things like depression or anxiety or, you know, all of all of these kinds of things um, because they're not digested and absorbed as well. But there's a lot of debate about that. And one thing that I say for sure is there's no nutrition in chemicals. You know, there's no nutrition in these additives and preservatives. And a lot of times people that have digestive issues, it makes them worse. Um, one thing that I found recently is, uh, you know, with pasta, for example, um, 
a lot of people like yourself that are gluten intolerant can't eat pasta in the United States, but they can eat it when they go to Italy. I've heard that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then there was this other woman that started this company. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Jovial. And they make I, I, einkorn wheat pasta, uh, which is pasta in its original, well, wheat in its original form. Oh, wow. And the reason this woman started this company was her daughter was gluten intolerant. And she wanted to see if eating wheat in its original form, if that would, if her daughter would be able to digest that. And she was. And so that's what inspired her to start this company with using real wheat back in its original form. So you get so much more nutritional value from these um, kind of whole grains. So if you flip that package over and you see, oh, this has potatoes and maybe a tiny bit of sunflower oil and salt, yeah. that's a better thing to eat than one that's got 18 ingredients and you can only produce, uh, you can only pronounce the first maybe three ingredients and everything else is a mile long and who knows what it yes. is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I always say like, you know, when I'm talking about choosing more whole foods over processed foods, I'm not talking about turning peanuts into peanut butter um, because that's fun. That's exciting. Like you said, there's a lot more variety than if you eat those kinds of foods. But what I'm talking about is the ones that have a list of um, 100 ingredients in there. We used to do this activity in schools where we would have students examine their favorite snack label and they had to list out all the ingredients and um, find out what the ingredients does and how it impacted their health. And one of the teachers said, can we limit the number of ingredients to 15? And I said, you have a snack that has more than 15 ingredients? And she said, yeah, there was one with almost 60 ingredients in it that the student could not pronounce. So those are the ones that I'm talking about that are, you know, really have a detrimental impact on eating your shampoo, you know, (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't do that. Or your yoga mat. What was that? There was same thing that was in a yoga mat that was in a bread I remember years ago don't yeah yeah just don't don't eat that stuff yeah well and I watched a thing on 60 minutes one time and they were talking about how their natural flavors were from beaver glands I mean it's just you just yeah so those natural flavors are the other one like you know I usually will contact the company to find out what exactly is your your natural flavorings Right. So if the product is marked plant-based or vegan, it's probably not natural flavorings from the beaver. It's probably from a tree or a plant. So, (laughs) yeah. And, you know, that's the interesting thing too. Um, I, I, um, the, the other thing you have to watch with vegan products is even though they're certified vegan, they could still be manufactured in a plant that manufactures things like milk and eggs and other things like that. So like the einkorn wheat that I mentioned, that's manufactured in a company that also manufactures these other things. So it can be a a little bit tricky at times. That's why the whole foods are better Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know what's in them. Right. My husband struggles with dairy. You know, he's vegan too, but if we buy chocolate that doesn't have dairy in the ingredient list, but it's made in a facility, Mm -hmm. 
he can tell. I mean, he can actually mm -hmm. feel it in his gut. He's that sensitive. So yeah, well, that's more chocolate for me. But then again, maybe it, I shouldn't be eating that because it does mean I'm getting some, right. some dairy products. So yeah, yeah. And there is a brand called Evolved. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they are. They do not use equipment that manufactures milk or eggs or any of that kind of stuff. So does Taza. There are a few brands out there, and you yeah, just, and you got to get the back of the package and read that label. I know. And I speaking know. of labels, we talked about calories too. And that is, I think, a biggie. And what I find so interesting with calories is you'll flip over something and it'll say, and let's say it's a can, you know, and mm -hmm. it's a can that would fit into a bowl, a normal size bowl that we would eat soup out of. But it says there's two and a half servings in the can yeah. and it's, mm -hmm. it's soup. And so it's like, mm -hmm. well, I have to take that calorie number, multiply it by 2.5. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm really getting in this can. Yeah. It's not right. 100 calories, it's 250 right. calories or whatever. And yeah, and I think it's easy for people to think a serving is, you know, sometimes a serving is a half a cookie or some stupid thing like that. So we have to yeah. really pay attention. Calorie wise, um, I know, I don't know how many of your clients, if you talk to them about BMR, but that was what kind of opened my eyes as I got older. Mm -hmm. And that we have this basal metabolic rate, BMR, right. that as we get older, it slows down. And I don't know if it slows down. And maybe you can answer this question for me. Does it slow oh, down yeah. because we slow down and we're doing less? So when you say mm. exercise like you're 20, your BMR yeah. is going to stay like a 20-year-old mm -hmm. versus it just slows down simply like our bones and our joints start to get yeah. old and weaker. And, you know, we, we lose some of that cartilage and that just isn't our eyes and needing reading glasses. Is that the case or is it something we can take charge of and pay attention to how more efficiently we can burn those calories so we can enjoy bigger servings? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's very real that your metabolism slows down. Um, you know, some other things that happen is your hormones are going up and down. Uh, that's challenging. As we get older, we lose more muscle muscle mass and we gain more fat especially around our abdomen area which can be connected to a lot of disease if we have too much fat around our abdomen area um you know we we don't sleep as well we can develop insulin resistance which makes it very hard for us to lose weight um yeah so there's all kinds of changes that are very real and I think uh, what comes to top of mind is just the health issues. You know, people that have never had high blood sugar, now all of a sudden their blood sugar is just out of control. Um, and and so that, that's something different that happens as we get older. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, we. but like you say, if we can pay attention to what we're eating, eat the right amount of it and keep moving. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the best that we can do then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of times with clients, I'll have them log in an app to see where they're really at. And they're really surprised, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I just had a snack here. I just had a snack there. <laughs> and oh my gosh. And, you know, and you need to eat less calories because your metabolism is slowing down. Yep. And that's hard for some people too, when they were used to eating, as much as they wanted and never gaining a pound. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I used it. My fitness pal was the app that I used to, I ended up losing about 30 pounds because mm -hmm. I, I knew I needed to lose weight. 
doctor was saying exercise, but he said to me, he said, well, I like it when older people have a little bit of extra fat on their bones. And that actually did not make me feel good. That means, oh, I have <laughs> fat on my bones. I was like, right, fat on, on, my bones. <laughs> right on the cusp of being overweight, you know, where mm -hmm. when you look at that, that BMI chart too, it's like, sometimes people are surprised that, oh, well, actually this is overweight. This isn't a healthy weight. And so mm -hmm. I got myself down to where I'm kind of in that middle of the BMR chart, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit towards the lower end of it, just gives myself a little cushion. But I did that yeah. by cutting calories down to 1200 calories a day mm -hmm. and exercising more. And those two things over the course of, it was not fast. I mean, it took probably six months, but, and it was hard, you know, that 1200 calories is not nearly as much as you think it is, which is mm -hmm. why those whole food plant-based items are great because you can eat a lot of leafy greens, a lot, of, a lot of broccoli, and even carrots that sometimes get a bad rap for having sugar don't have a lot of calories in them. So I started reading labels and paying attention. And my husband could eat like 2,400 calories because he was moving all day long. So mm -hmm. I could eat half as much as he could, um, you know, and so beginning to understand what a portion size mm -hmm. looked like. And I heard that plates, I guess if you go back to the 1930s, a plate was about eight inches dinner plate mm -hmm. nowadays they're 13 inches in right yeah. so you fill an eight inch plate it's very different yeah. portion size than filling a 13 inch plate and yeah 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 so yeah and it's, it's actually like i spend a lot of time with clients on mindful eating um because of the fact that a lot of what they're doing now they learn back in childhood so if people were raised with the clean your plate club parents well, that was um, they tend mm -hmm. to they yeah they <laughs> tend to carry that into adulthood mm -hmm. um and i'll usually ask them like what did that look like and you know it was we can't waste food and you need to get all your vitamins and minerals so we just pile it on um whereas you know kids that were raised intuitively eating so they eat when they're hungry and they stop when they're full they have better eating habits when they get older yeah so good advice to parents out there maybe grandparents out there to kind of let those kids set their barometer for yeah and it's hard because sometimes they just don't like vegetables and mm -hmm. you know uh so that because they're super tasters so whatever we taste they taste like a hundred times stronger oh, really um, wow yeah so they're oh super, they're super tasters so that's why veggies that's why fruit is so much more appealing to them because oh. it tastes sweeter versus the veggies they kind of have a bitter taste and they taste more bitter than interesting i had no yeah. i didn't know that yeah, as a kid i hated fruit yeah and it just tastes, wow. okay. i think it was like too intense for me or something i don't know yeah. i didn't, I didn't like it now i love it but I, yeah. my mother would make me sit there and eat a peach i remember i was like oh, <laughs> yeah. it'll be an hour for well, me to eat the peach you know? yeah and then you then probably didn't like peaches as you got older you i know? did actually it, i outgrew it it oh, was you did? i don't okay. know what the deal was with it but it, i didn't realize okay. that kids can taste that's good to know so if you're trying to disguise vegetables in a tomato based sauce or something i mean that may not work as well but i, I hear trying to do some of those things with kids you know putting chocolate smoothies with lots of vegetables in them and things like that you know for them to drink but yeah absolutely mm -hmm. <laughs> And you had mentioned hormones too. And so I'm curious, you know, men and women, and as we get older, are there differences in dietary needs? I know like with my husband and I, he can eat a lot more than I could. Um, he mm. lost weight faster than I could. What, yeah. what would you advise men and women if they're trying to be healthier? You know, what's the difference? Yeah. So the reason for that is men tend to have more muscle 
than we do. And we tend to have more fat because of childbearing. Uh, so once you get past that, you still continue to have that. With women, the biggest, so a lot of the things that we're experiencing are the same, you know, um, like I mentioned the high blood pressure, high blood cholesterol, high blood sugar, even our guts, our guts, uh, you know, that's something that I've been learning about lately is just how, as we get older, how much our guts change. And so it's harder to digest things. And, you know, we might have more stomach issues, um, that kind of thing. So in general, that's the same for men and women. Um, but women, you know, we go through perimenopause and menopause, uh, which is different. And for men, um, you know, the risk of prostate cancer is real. So preventing and treating that or even lower testosterone levels um, that can cause some issues as well. So that's kind of the main differences between the two, but in general, we're all kind of on the same journey. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of the advice applies to men and women equally, like eating the whole foods, moving more. The whole foods, yeah, moving more. What you're eating, yeah reading the labels, making sure you can pronounce all the ingredients on the back. Mm -hmm. All great and get, information. Getting yeah. enough sleep. That's something that becomes even more important as we get older oh, is making yeah. sure we're getting enough sleep. And then I'm curious now, you know, there's a lot of whole foods out there that are healthy, but are there any items or food that would fall under that whole food category that, that people should limit or avoid as they get older? Um, not so much under the whole food category that people should limit or avoid, uh, but more under um, things that we should avoid all the time. So less added sugars. Um, and I say added sugars because whole sugars in like fruit, for example, do not have the same impact on our body as processed sugar does. So it's the added sugars that we really need to watch out for. And uh, eating too many added sugars over time can lead to high triglycerides, which can cause heart issues down the road. Um, it, watching your intake of salt. And again, a lot of this advice is, it doesn't matter if you're younger or older, it's, it kind of applies, but just watching how much added salt that you're eating as well, because that can lead to high blood pressure. Um, and then, um, limiting meat or eliminating meat is is another really good practice um, because we're finding out more and more data on the especially red meat and its connection to heart disease and cancer mm -hmm. very true very true another thing i would say oh, yeah yeah. The last thing I would say is, uh, as women, we actually need to eat less iron as we get older, oh. because once we've gone through menopause and we're no longer menstruating, we don't need that extra amount of iron. So our iron needs actually go down to the same as they are for men, which is about eight milligrams a day. Wow. Well, that's good to know. What about oil? I know coconut oil and this MCT adding oil to everything. Um, I mean, that's plant-based, but but... What would you recommend as far as oil intake for people? Yeah, a lot of people, um, so there's different differing opinions on this. And I actually just read an article with dietitians that were debating this. So everybody has their own 
opinion about it. Um, my, a lot of my clients like olive oil. And so I tend to go with, you know, what they like. Um, and, um, but just really making sure that it's well-made olive oil. Um, UC Davis did a study several years ago where they found that a lot of the olive oil that we are, were consuming was actually a blend of refined, like refined canola oil, refined soybean oil, all these different oils in there. And because it's not regulated by the FDA, they didn't have to put ingredients on there. They could call anything extra virgin olive oil. Uh, so really kind of making sure that you're getting the right kind of oil. Um, so the, the best oil to get is one that does say extra virgin olive oil, one that says cold pressed. I don't know if you know what cold pressed is. It's not a process, right? It's like they actually squeeze the oil out of the olive. Squeeze the oil out of the olive. <laughs> and then um, making sure that there is one ingredient on there, so extra virgin olive oil, and then it's third-party certified. So those companies come in and they check to make sure that it has purity and quality uh, along with it. So looking for that seal is important. I always say if you can find out where your oil comes from, um, my sister lives in Arizona and they actually have an olive farm there that I visited. Um, and you got to see them pick the olives. They have this little machine, they process it and put it in the bottle. That's, That's about as natural as you're going to get. It's <laughs> your yeah. sister's olive farm. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. In Arizona, of all places. Oh, my right? gosh. Um, but one thing, too, um, that I generally recommend is, you know, not to fry with the olive oil, um, but like, you know, steam your vegetables and then add some spices in on that and then just a drizzle of olive oil. So just right. drizzling it. I at the end rather than yeah it's and i yeah. i've heard a lot of um a lot of the doctors if you have heart like clogged artery arterial sclerosis i don't know if yeah. i said that right but um yeah. the clogging of the arteries they say no oil at all yeah. um, or you know a teeny little amount like you say olive oil at the end of the process just for yeah. flavoring um not for for cooking with it and you can yeah. saute vegetables in some water or some veggie broth there's a lot of options on making your food taste good without oil my doctor has told me no coconut oil stay away from it you know because it's saturated and it's tasty mm. and i love it but i tend to have high cholesterol and as a vegan that's unusual i think it's genetic because mm. of the way i'm eating i shouldn't but if i stay away from olive oils and go easy on my beloved chocolate. I, I tend to not have high cholesterol at all. So I do find that for me personally, that's an issue. And my doctor has said that. So I think if people, you know, talk to your doctor, talk to a nutritionist, if you have these health concerns and make sure you're not making it worse, even though you're plant-based because not everything plant-based is healthy as we've talked about. So. Yeah. And that's, that's to your point, um, I think that there is not one size fits all for everyone. You know, I have people that do really well on high fat. Um, I have clients that do not do well on fat and they actually need to limit their fat. Um, so it really is individualized. And that's what I try to do. I usually do an assessment with clients when I first meet with them to really find out some of these things and what's working for them and what's not and what kind of adjustments we need to make based on where they're at. Right. I think that's great. One size doesn't fit all. And mm -hmm. you need to talk to somebody like Kathy if you want to make <laughs> some improvements and she's going to work with you personally. So I think that's so important. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing I've learned over the years is these cutting 
cookie cutter diets just don't work for everyone. And I think that's why there's so much confusion about nutrition is because, you know, someone will say, this is the way to go. And then someone else will try it and go, no, that didn't work at all for me. Mm -hmm. So really getting to the point of what works for your body and how does your body respond to it? Exactly. And using those numbers, getting your blood tested, you know, checking your blood pressure, yeah. uh, verify it with science and, and how mm -hmm. you feel. I think too, learning to listen as a yogi, you know, we tune into our bodies and a lot of times your body has things to say. You can tell after you eat if you feel better or you don't feel better, if you feel mm -hmm. energized or you feel tired and, and pay attention to that because sometimes that's your body telling you this is good for me or this is not beneficial. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I would agree 100% with what you just said. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Well, Kathy, this has been just awesome. I, I, I learned a ton. I can't believe two-year-olds can have, you know, black buildup in their arteries. That makes me sad. I think it we need to make a lot of changes as a, as a nation. And I think you are one of those awesome people who are helping people to make those changes. And I hope if people are listening and they're older, that maybe they share this episode with their their kids and their grandkids and let them listen because I think what you're saying applies not just to growing older but to so many of us that mm -hmm. need to eat better and take better care of ourselves and I will say you know the younger you start the better it is so yeah everybody keeps saying that the 60 is, is going to be like 40 and that yes. kids that are I just read somewhere that kids that are five years old right now 2023 when they get to be 100 yeah. it will be their their that's their life expectancy so our life expectancy is like 70 to 80, you know, right. they're going to have 24 right. years of life expectancy yeah. and why not make it good life? You know, I think that's what I find. We're going to get old regardless, but if we can be 80 and still practicing yoga and riding bikes and doing the things we love, you know, picking up our grandkids and, you know, visiting the world and doing the things we want to do, we have to start taking care of ourselves and taking care of our nutrition as soon as we can and paying yeah. attention. And you're right, the quality of life. I uh, read an article recently from Google uh, that Google's actually doing research on how they can get people to live to be 150. <laughs> now, I'm cool with that if I can have my health. You know, if, if you, I'm 150 and I'm going right? to sit in a nursing home and watch TV that I don't care about and not know anybody, I don't yes. want that. So, you right. Know, I, I agree. And I hear that yeah. from a lot of people like, oh, I don't know if I want to live that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. If I can be healthy, sure. Why not? Wouldn't that be amazing to say, I remember when, and you know, you're 150 years old, but, but you got to remember when, and you got to be able to talk about it and, you know, and enjoy your life. Enjoyment and life quality is critical. That's exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention is, um, you know, I read something recently, I was reading a book on menopause and, and just how that is more than just a physical journey, you know, with our health mm -hmm. and things like that, um, that it's also an emotional one. Wow. And a lot of times what happens is people end up being becoming more depressed as they get older because of the changes that they're going through, the health issues, those kinds of things. Um, so really giving yourself some grace and accepting your changing body, that th this is this is where you're at right now, um, and just kind of being at peace with that. And that can be hard for people. You know, I, I know it, it's it's odd. You know, when you grow old and you start to realize that in a business meeting you're the oldest person in the room. I remember oh, being yeah. the youngest person in the room, yeah. and now I'm 
oftentimes the oldest person in the room. I'm the mm -hmm. oldest person in the company that I work for right now. My boss and his wife are younger than I am and everybody else is younger than they are. And mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, you start to really realize that life is finite and, and, and you're changing the phase that you're going into is different than where you were yeah. before. And again, it is, some days are, are tough. And I think you're right to just be okay and accept. I, I have a picture of myself, you know, my yoga picture, my profile picture, and I, I had it taken and it's like, I, I could see the wrinkles and stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to embrace the wrinkles because mm -hmm they're there i'm going to embrace the gray hair i'm going to take the best care of myself that i can and i saw a little uh, meme one time that said embrace growing old because it's a gift not given to everyone mm. wow i love that that's mm. a great saying mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so so thank you so much for what you're doing in the world to help people be healthier and i wanted to ask you too you have a, a care kit yeah, as mentioned, and can yeah. you share a little bit about that? How can people get that? Um, what is it? Yeah, so right now I have, you know, a plant based care kit for people that are transitioning to a plant based diet. Um, have done a lot of testing on this, did it a lot of different ways, and come to find out that what works best is, you know, usually what I'll do is I'll send out like between nine and 10 different kinds of foods. And uh, along with a booklet that kind of explains why these foods are important and um, gives them some recipes uh, to do with, with this food. In a few weeks, we're gonna have our heart healthy kit out, which I'm really excited about. I've been testing different recipes and stuff for it. And uh, I think it's gonna be really fun. Um, so it has, like I said, between nine to 10 different food items in it, but then why that's important for people to prevent heart disease and you know what, what each ingredient does and then some recipes that they can make along with it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what I'd love for your next one to be is, is how to help people with their brain health. So dementia, Alzheimer's. Yeah. what can we eat for that? Because I think actually we didn't talk about that. If you have a second to share anything, yeah. you, you might be able to, to make beneficial for people worried about that. Yeah. Well, I always say eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and I'm kind of a fruit and veggie nerd. So I do study a lot about fruits and veggies and the impact on them. Um, one of the colors that is really good for our brains are the blue and purple ones. Uh, not only are they good for our heart because they contain this ingredient called resveratrol and resveratrol actually can go up and heal our arteries. Um, you know, it can get rid of plaque and heal the arteries that are left afterwards. Um, but the biggest thing is that it can have a significant impact on our brain. And blueberries are the ones that they're studying extensively to see if uh, there's been some preliminary research that has shown that, that eating blueberries on a regular basis can not only prevent Alzheimer's, but it can treat it afterwards. Wow, that's amazing. So do you have to eat the actual food or can you take resveratrol? You can take resveratrol. You can, yeah, if you if you feel like oh, I just can't eat another blueberry. I know a lot, a lot of my clients love berries, especially blueberries. Like that's a big one because they're usually sweet most of the year. Um, so, it, but if you don't, you can you can take resveratrol. I generally recommend the liquid kinds. I'm a liquid supplement person um, because it it acts quicker, and it I feel like they're more effective that way. And so, there's actually little 
shots you can do of resveratrol. Oh, that's cool. And curious too, when you talk about blueberries, you know, what is the best way? Obviously, if you can go pick them yourself, that's going to be the best way to eat them. But fresh, frozen, canned supplement. I mean, how would you give people advice on the best way to get that nutrition into your body? Yeah, the fresh is always best, I feel. But there's a lot of debate on that. Some people feel that frozen is better. So I usually say fresh or frozen are the best ones. The canned ones, um, you know, I don't necessarily think I've ever seen a lot of blueberries in cans, but I'm sure there is. Um, but sometimes they're, you know, soaked in juice or water or um, syrup uh, that makes them not as healthy. And that can kind of break down the nutrients over time. So I personally like the fresh and the frozen better um, as options. But a lot of people feel that the frozen are better because most of our food travels about 1500 miles to get to us. Even stuff we grow here, we export it out and then we import it back in. It's kind of a crazy system. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so some people feel because of how far that food travels that the nutrients break down um, during that that process. And like for tomatoes, for example, um, you know, a lot of tomatoes are picked before they're ripe so that they can survive that transport mm -hmm. uh, versus when you you let tomatoes ripen and then you process them for like a can, uh, in this case, a can uh, that they retain more of their nutrition that way. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but vegetables definitely are good for you. And however you get them in is probably better than not eating them at all. Yeah. The more, the better, I always yeah. say. Um, and, you know, some people say, well, how many do I need a day? Do I need five a day? Well, you know, if you're starting at zero and going to five, that can be a little bit, you know, disheartening. <laughs> uh, so I generally just say add more and then continue to add more. And that every meal, and if possible, the snacks that you're eating have fruits or vegetables in them. Yeah, great advice, great advice. And ketchup, is, is ketchup a vegetable? <laughs> I wouldn't consider ketchup a vegetable. There's not a lot of nutrition in there and there's usually a lot of sugar. Right, that's so true. <laughs> more sugar than tomato, but yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> more. a highly processed type food. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't have ketchup, and there are some with no sugar in them now uh, that you can get, but yeah, yeah. ketchup, not vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kathy, are there any parting words of wisdom you would like to oh, share with our audience and also tell us where people can find you and, and how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, I would say just to keep going, whether it's with, you know, a new business, uh, this is my second business that I've had. Um, so making that transition uh, with your business or with your health, it can be really bumpy um, and it could be a little bit scary. Uh, but what I found personally is I always come out better on the other side. That's great. That's great. And, and you have a website, new website. Yes, I do. I have a website. It's www.plantbasednutritionforlife.com. And then you can also find us on Facebook. I do a lot of recipes. I do restaurant reviews. Uh, I do product reviews on there. And, and sometimes, hopefully soon, I'll have more blog information on there. Um, but you can, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or even Twitter. Great. I haven't gotten great. to the TikTok yet. 
I've, I've seen you a lot of your great posts on LinkedIn. I think you have meatless Monday posts every Monday and mm -hmm. I love to see what you have to share. Great recipes as well. So, and oh, healthy, ones, you. you know, healthy, Definitely. cookable, doable recipes, which is what we need. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's important to me, not just focusing on, on food that's healthy, but food that tastes good as well and that we enjoy. Right, right. Yeah, eating is, is enjoyable. And I think when people realize that a lot of the spices that they eat and the flavors that they get are not coming from the animal products, we put those on the animal products. So if you learn to put those on beans or on rice or on vegetables and fruits, and you get that spice, that flavor with the plant-based products. So I think people are always surprised that, oh, this actually tastes good. It doesn't taste like cardboard. It has a reputation, a bad reputation that that needs to go away because plant-based food is delicious. It I is delicious. To that. <laughs> yeah, and one of the examples that I use is making tacos, for example. If you use like a whole corn tortilla, so that's kind of your carb, and then you add your protein, so you can add some beans to it, well-spiced beans. Um, and then adding a, a variety of veggies to it. So I like to do like bell peppers, onions, zucchini, garlic, just mix them all together, put that on top. And then I always make homemade salsa and guacamole. So that adds even more to your fruit and vegetable. Content. Oh, you're making me hungry, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and then lots of spices and you can change the recipe. So a meal can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And you can change the, the recipe depending on what you want the flavor to be. So if you want it to be Mexican, you can add chipotle powder or maybe a splash of cayenne or some cumin or oregano. Um, so all those different spices, when they come together, they can really add a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm absolutely absolutely yes the spice of life we love it all right well kathy again i thank you so much for joining us and for sharing all your wonderful wisdom i hope people are going to listen to this episode and make some changes some positive changes in their life and and live a longer healthier happy life so thank you again so much for being a wonderful guest i may have to have you back and maybe we can dig a little deeper into some of these other yeah. topics because um I'm, I'm curious i think they're really fun and, and beneficial for people to understand absolutely i would love to come back this was really fun and very enjoyable and thank you so much for having me you're welcome kathy I learned so much today from Kathy, and I hope you did too. If you enjoy these videos, please like and subscribe and visit our webpage, reinventionready.com to learn more about making the rest of your life your best life. Thanks for watching, and I hope to see you soon.